This is Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, I'm Sean Callahan, And I'm Mark Shank. Welcome again to an episode of Anecdotally Speaking. Today we've got a, a special guest. It's our first guest, actually, so um, that's pretty exciting. They're breaking new ground here. Breaking new ground. So uh, I'd like to introduce everyone to our chairman, the chairman of Anecdote, Paul Honeywell. Hi, nice to be here. Yeah, so Paul's over. We're doing some work for the last week or so and been having some fun, uh, you know, sort of working out the future of the company, all that great stuff. And, and of course, when, we, when Paul came over, I said, you've got to tell us a story. Uh, get on to Anecdotally Speaking, share something that a story people could other, you know, tell on their own as part of their story repertoire. So, Paul, maybe we should start just with a little bit of a snapshot of who you are and what you're doing and, and then we can move on from there. Okay, yes, thank you. Well, um, you know, I, I've, I've been in business for a long time, too long <laughs> to, to really think about. But during that, uh, that, that long period, I've learned such a lot. And, uh, you know, one of the key things is it's all about communication and it's all about people. And uh, that's why I believe that storytelling is so powerful and why I'm, you know, really pleased and proud to be working with you guys. Fantastic. It's very nice. Now, I believe that you're also involved in sort of some really high-tech work at the moment. I know you can't say too much about it because it's right at the early days, but maybe you can just sort of give people a sense of what's happening in that space. Absolutely, yes, thank you. So we're, um, basically, I'm a director of a, of a very advanced technology business, um, uh, actually developing what we regard as the world's most intelligent sensors because ultimately, you know, electronics and, and robotics and all that sort of thing has to interface with the world yeah. somehow whether it's with people or the environment or whatever. And this is a technology that really is right at that interface, uh, you know, understanding what's around it, understanding what's going on in your body, for example, so that uh, the systems and things that will help you can actually respond properly. It's going to have an amazing impact. I mean, I've heard Paul talk about this and it's certainly, uh, it sounds like magic, actually, you know, when you, when you hear it. Anyway, sometime in the future, we'll be able to uh, explain a little bit more about that, won't we? We will indeed. Fantastic. Now, well, in fact, Arthur C. Clarke, I think, said any technology that's sufficiently advanced will appear to be magic. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's definitely in that category. Yeah. Well, definitely, we've used that. We've used that as our own little slogan internally, to be honest. Did really? I, was, was I close with the? Um... You were very close. Exactly. <laughs> that's really good, and it was Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> so that's fantastic, Paul. Um, now, if we move on to the story bit, so the objective of anecdotally speaking is to share a story with our listeners that uh, they can possibly use in a business scenario, and then we'll talk about why it works and the circumstances you might use it. So. Off we go. What do you got for us? Okay, that's great. Well, this is actually a story uh, which I think is highly relevant if you're dealing with, you know, teams and the need to, you know, perform well and so on. So actually, I mentioned uh, our technology business, but we're very, uh, very pleased and, uh, and grateful to have as our chairman, a gentleman by the name of Sir Charles Maysfield. Charles is the ex-president of British Aerospace, uh, commercial director of Airbus and indeed trade minister for the UK government. So a very senior, extremely experienced guy and, and a really nice guy and a great storyteller. Charles was telling me the story where he was um, walking with Sir Jackie Stewart, who will be well known as a multiple world champion in Formula One, actually towards the pits at a major Grand Prix. And Jackie said to Sir Charles, I just want to, let's just run through a little exercise here because I think this might be fun. So he said, look, I'm going to take you to each of these pits. And as, as you go through and you see each team, I just want you to take note of what's going on in each pit. You know, how are the people interacting? What does the 
what does it look like? What's the environment? How tidy is it? How clean it is? And so on. And at the end of it, I just want to reflect on what you've seen. So, um, so yeah, okay. So, of course, Jackie's very well known and is welcome in any any of these teams' pits. And so, as they walk along, oh, hi, Jackie, come in. How's it doing? You know, hope things are going well for you and so on. And, of course, you know, visiting one pit after, the, after another, about 10 or 12 of them. At the end of it, Jackie says, look, just get your notepad out and just write down on that notepad, rank order, 1 to 10, 1 to 12, what order would you put them in terms of, you know, level of overall efficiency, professionalism, cleanliness, team spirit, etc. And Charles thought about it for a while and, you know, wrote down his list. And Jackie said, OK. He said, now, on the other side of the piece of paper, I just want you, want you to write down the positions in the World Championships for the constructors. And spookily, it's exactly the same. Terrific. So so the lesson in all of that is, you know, if you want to be the best, you have to be the best in every respect. I just thought that was just a great story that we could use over and over again. Nice one. Nice one. That's great. Let's talk about what grabs us and what makes that sort of story work. Okay. How about Mark, you kick off. What, what are your thoughts in terms of what makes that story a good one? Look, I just want to start by story triggering. One of the things that happens when people tell stories is that it often will trigger a story experience, a memory of your own. And that's exactly what happened as Paul was saying that. As he was talking, I was reflecting back to a time when I walked into a building, I was starting a new project up in Newcastle, and I walked in and I felt like the life was being sucked out of me. And now, obviously, it's a bit different. They were not a high-performance team. They were a low-performance team. It was was (laughs) The other end of the spectrum. The other end, yes. not, Not where you want to be. But it's like Sir Charles walking through these pits. You can literally feel it. Yes, you know? absolutely. And uh, so that was the first thing that was that I noted was that I immediately was uh, taken back to that other memory and I'm going to put that in my story bank because that's another story to tell. But look, in terms of the, um, the things that work for that, you know, I can visualize the two of them walking through the pits. Yes. Having conversations and sort of seeing different teams working in different ways. In fact, just that little bit that you did about everyone knowing Jackie and people saying, oh, g'day, Jackie, how are you going? Just throwing in a bit of dialogue like that, just again, it makes it a real sort of visceral experience. You're there standing next to Jackie as he's getting this feedback and hellos from people as he's walking through the pits. So I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, that little bit of dialogue, and it only takes one or two seconds. Yeah, yeah. And it does add effect to your story. So now that's a really good tip for our listeners is that just a tiny bit of dialogue takes almost no time at all. Yeah. What do you reckon, Paul? What jumps out for you for your story? What do you like about it? Well, what I liked about it, because it's, it's, it, I didn't experience it myself, so therefore I'm experiencing it kind of, you know, third-hand effectively. But I could imagine it, I, because I know what Jackie Stewart looks like, for example. He's a celebrity, therefore, you know, I've got that in my mind. And I can imagine myself being there. The fact that your mind can create this kind of visual of what's going on and it puts you in that situation, I think really makes that a very powerful story. Yeah, yeah. And you make the point about celebrity... There is definitely a hierarchy of stories and, you know, we sort of say that right at the top is anything to do with death. We seem to be very intrigued by it, I guess, because we want to hear those stories so we can avoid death. That's a good thing to do. That's right? a good, sure. yeah. That's <laughs> not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then sort of sitting under that, underneath that is anything to do with the safety of children. You know, we want our children to be safe. And and then quickly, you know, there's sex, you know. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to try and get all three of those in a business story, though. That could get you in a lot of <laughs> yeah, trouble. I've only right. come close once. <laughs> the, and, but then under that, there's power, and celebrity is a type of power. It's, sure. you know, there's money power, there's hierarchy power and expertise power, but there's also celebrity power. Right? Of course. 
So as soon as you hear a celebrity, I think that's we're drawn into that in some way. Yes. Yeah. And it's good. The fact that it's a... I wonder, just on the flip side, sometimes I wonder whether sports stories have a potential of not resonating with people in the audience. You hear a lot of blokes, essentially, telling stories of sport. And I just wonder how that resonates with the women who are in the audience. Yeah, it'd be good to get some feedback on that. But certainly, having done it myself and seen other people do it and heard the feedback, sports stories often will not resonate with a portion of the audience. And so, and it's always important that no matter how good your story is, that you understand the context and the relevance of the story yes. uh, for the audience. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I do often think that, you know, in, in business, it's not like being in sport. In business, you, you actually can't see your competitors right in front of you. Mm. You can't see the scoreboard of, of, of the football match or whatever it is. You know, you don't know exactly what role you're playing versus the other person on the other side. You know, you know, always know what a quarterback does in sport, but you don't in business. But, but I think in that particular story, that didn't actually bother me that much because actually... It wasn't talking about the car race or anything. It was actually talking about the principles of people working in, in a particular way. And I think we can all resonate with that. You know, as you said, Mark, you know, when you go into a building and you feel the, the life drained out of you or the opposite, you know, it makes such a difference and you can tell. And I think that's it. And it's not just about people. It's about the environment. It's about the way that they interact with each other. It's about the way in which they seem to be really slick and well-organized well-led and let's be honest also focus on a singular purpose together that they all know what their job is mm. yeah that's so true yeah again as you were talking there i was another another memory was triggered you can feel it i remember walking to the yammer headquarters in uh, new york mm-hmm. well they actually the headquarters in san francisco but they had an office in new york and i walked in and the place was jumping yes walked in and felt energized so uh, again you know you can you can feel this stuff yeah, and I think you can also get energy off people around you, other businesses around you. I mean, WeWork is a great example of that, where you've got young startup businesses, you know, they're located in places where there's a there's a kind of buzz, street food outside, you know, this sort of thing. And that energy is infectious, you know, mm-hmm. and the opposite is also unfortunately infectious. If you have someone which is dull and uninspiring, it tends to draw everybody down. Yeah. Yeah. So other thoughts on why that story works and maybe even how we could make it even better. Mm, yeah, right. One of the things for me was, was duration. It was only probably two, two and a half minutes sure. to tell that story. You know, really clear message from a very compact example. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking there will be people in the, the audience who sort of vaguely know Jackie Stewart. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great, I think, to make that story even better is just to do a little snapshot of what the guy looks like. Because I remember him, he's this fairly short fellow, isn't he? That's right. You know, and wire, kind of a wiry little yeah, character. Yeah, n- n- known for quite long hair. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, he'd, 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 very proud Scott. He right. would wear a little tam you know, a tartan, yes. uh, a tartan hat. Right, And right. Uh, his, um, his racing helmet had a kind of tartan band around it. So, yeah, he, he yes. was a, quite a distinctive guy. So and, I think still is. and I think some of those little yeah. features... Would just you wouldn't want to say too much, but just enough to get that image in people's heads a little stronger about what the, who this guy is. Yeah, and I, I just, think it was good that you mentioned that he was this multi, um, you know, sort of champion winner. Yes, you know, so if you didn't know exactly who Jackie Stewart was, you'd you immediately key into that, and that's right, and you you know why he's there, why he's well regarded. Yeah, good. So I'm just thinking that we should just have a talk about the. Um, 
places where you use it. You know, how would you use this story? What were some of the scenarios? And where can we apply this story? Well, my first thought is if you've got a team that's not working too well, in fact, where you've got a, a leader, a manager, you know, frontline supervisor, middle manager, even senior executive, and they're not leading that well, you could tell that story and go, you know, when I walked through here the other day and it didn't feel like we were top of the, the championship table. Maybe you should have a think about what you can do to actually help this team become a high performance team. Yeah. You tend to get more traction with a message delivered like that than if you just tell the person they're not doing well. Yes. The other thing that sprung to mind is that you can use the story as a model for an activity to do with your team, right? Actually take them through a couple of workplaces where some are high performing and some are not. Get them to have that conversation just like Sir Charles did with Jackie Stewart and then sort of get them to reflect on their own workplace. Absolutely. Where do we sit Mm. in all this? Yes. And that's one of the great things about story. You can sort of get this. They do set an example of what you can actually do because they're always concrete and specific. So I think that's another part, another opportunity there. For me, it also underlines the team aspect as well. Right. This is not just about individuals. This is about a team. It's about the way we are together. It's about the way we look after our equipment. Uh, it's the way that we can respond very quickly together. And under high-pressure circumstances, you know, we, we are a well-oiled machine as a team. I think yeah. that's really important. And that discipline, you know, of putting yes. the tool back on the shadow board so that when something goes wrong, you know exactly where it is. You don't have to look for it. It's just that discipline that is a big part of being an effective team. Yes, absolutely, yes. Right, okay. We've had a bit of a conversation of where it uh, can be used. How about a rating for our story? Okay, let's okay. let's give it a rating. This is what we do uh, in each of the episodes. How about we kick off with Mark? What, what are you going to give this story? Well, I, I could easily see this story being used in, in, a, in a performance management uh, context where you just want somebody to be thinking more about how to deliver a high-performance team. I think it would work really well. Very, very useful tool to have in a manager kit bag. I'm going to give it seven and a half. Oh, we're going halves now. This is a new, uh, a new addition to our rating systems. Very good, seven and a half. Paul, what, what do you think? Well, you, in a way, you're kind of asking me to rate a story that I really like. Uh, so I'm starting from a bit of a disadvantage there in a way. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is a very powerful story. I think it can be used over and over again. I have certainly used it already, and I've seen a good effect coming from it. So I'm going to give my own story an eight. Fantastic, fantastic. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, no. In fact, when I think about the story, I would also give it an eight. It's an effective story, easy to tell, clear characters in it, and I think it would have a great impact. That's fantastic. All right, just as we wrap up, one of the things I wanted to share is just a few things that are happening around the traps, if you like. We are doing a range of different public workshops at the moment. So if you go to our events page on our website, you'll sort of see that we're doing one in Hong Kong. Coming up soon, uh, San Francisco. So there's a few. Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne and Sydney as well, yeah. So just take a look at that and you'll sort of be able to come along to one of our public workshops. And I think the other thing is the newsletter is, again, you know, coming out soon. But probably most importantly, if you want to get a notification of this podcast, go to our podcast page and then just sign up for the notifications. And that way, each week, you'll get a quick notice that the podcast episode is up and you can then download it onto your podcast player and and listen to the latest uh, story that we share. So with that, I think we'll finish up. Yeah, and just a quick reminder, if you if you like the podcast, please uh, rate us on uh, iTunes or Android, leave a comment. And uh, if this triggers any stories for you, we'd love to love you to share them with us. 
So thanks, Paul, for coming along. It's been great. Thanks for being our first guest. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Stories to Work.